Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. Welcome to Inside the Jungle, your podcast for all things Auburn basketball. I am uh, your co-host, Chandler Fullman, and I am joined uh, with my other co-host, Jace Phillips. Jace, how's things going? Going pretty well, Chandler. How about yourself? Uh, Pretty good. Um, After that game last night versus Arkansas, I uh, I booked my Final Four tickets, and I mean, I'm ready for the natty. I hear you. I hear you. The game before that, I was I was ready to lose lose out. I was ready to lose every game the rest of the year. Um, so we uh, we've got two kind of polar opposite Auburn teams uh, to discuss in this episode, but um, we're gonna talk about the first three SEC games. And Jace, just initial thoughts on the first three games in SEC play and and how you think Auburn has played. Well, obviously, I I don't really think we're off um, to the best start uh, as far as just how we're playing as a team. You know, two and one is not a bad, not an awful start by any means, but how we got those two wins um, wasn't necessarily the prettiest. One of them we played pretty well, but one of those wasn't the prettiest, and then the loss was obviously a loss that I think we were expecting to win going into it. So not off to the best start, but definitely could be worse. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, the The second game versus at Georgia, that was obviously concerning. But um, before that was the Florida game. We opened SEC play, I believe, on December 28th versus Florida um, at at – Auburn Arena, and this was Bruce Pearl's, uh, I believe, his first time coaching against Todd Golden, um, his former assistant coach, um, that I was believe I believe was his assistant for two or three seasons um, at the beginning of his of his tenure here at Auburn. So that was an interesting dynamic. Um, I feel like it's uh, Florida's. Florida's player Colin Castleton. I feel like he's in his seventeenth in year. his like yeah seventeenth <laughs> year at Florida. Um, but it was a very close game, not the prettiest game. Nope. But Auburn found a way to win. We did, and and the the way this team has has found the found a way to win this year, I think it's just going to be that kind of team, the kind of team that just they need to just stay in the game and give themselves a chance to win at the end. I don't see this team being a team that's going to beat a lot of guys by 20 points or more every, but, you know, a win is a win, and if this team can find ways to win games, that's all that matters. Yeah, that's that's right, and I, uh, I mean, there was, looking at the stat line, there's not really anybody that just, um, that just showed out or stood out spectacularly, 
Um, we had three guys in double digits, Janai Broom, Jalen Williams, and Wendell Green Jr., with Wendell and Janai um, co-leading in points with 14 points. And I, I would say through the first three SEC games, that's been our two leaders, I would, Wendell Green and Janai Broom. I would say so. Janai Broom, hats off to him. He's played pretty well in all three games. He's um, didn't rebound his – as good this last game, but still, I think he was very close to a double double. And even in this Florida game, starting off fourteen points, eleven rebounds. Yeah, I mean that you know he's capable of scoring up in the towards the twenty range, but fourteen and eleven, I'll take that most games. Yeah, um, I would like to see Janai's uh, average. Um, maybe we can calculate that um, through three SEC games. Um, We'll we'll have to get to that in just a second, um, but I know the first two games he he had a double double. Um, I don't think this last game I think he less, had. I, I think he had eight or nine. Yeah, I think, I think he, he was a few it. few rebounds short. But I am a I'm guessing and assuming that he may be averaging a double double in SEC play. But yeah. Janai Broom has been extremely impressive. Definitely. Um, and let's not get ahead of ourselves talking about. Arkansas quite yet because one thing I want to highlight in this Florida game is how we defended Colin Castleton. I mean, Janai Broom, you know, 14 and 11, that's good, but how he was able to contain Castleton and Cardwell coming in when he had to and helping contain Castleton, even though he didn't really do much on the scoring end, I felt like we really defended Florida well and played pretty good uh, defensive basketball as a team. Yeah, um, I agree, and um, I thought it was interesting that none there were there were zero Florida starters that had double digits in points. Um, now two of their bench players, um, Reeves and Jones, um, they had uh, they had double digits, um, and that's um, kind of ironic. Mar- uh, Marion Jones that had ten points. Um, he is from Birmingham, Alabama, and he played at Huffman High School. Um, and so that is that is one that I'm assuming, I don't know, but I'm guessing that Bruce Pearl said, nah, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. Um, but who knows what the story with that is, but it is, uh, it's good to see an Alabama guy get, uh, be, be one of the leading scorers for the, for the other team. And, um, but, I thought, like you said, Auburn did a wonderful job keeping every single starter in single digits. Um, not one of their starters had double-digit points. Um, and I thought Auburn also did a very good job on the boards. We out-rebounded Florida 40-28. to 28, um, And, I mean, Janai Broom himself had 11. So that was quite impressive um, to see from Auburn. Definitely. And I wanted to look here at the free throw percentage. We shot 67%. That's one that you want to see a little higher in conference play. But, um, you know, that has been a struggle this year for us is, is at the free throw line. I believe we were, let's see, it looks like 16 for 24. Um, and we also didn't shoot the three ball very good, especially to be home in Neville Arena. Normally we shoot the three a little bit better than this game. We only hit three the whole game and so that's a number that definitely is going to have to be up when you have those Tennessees and Kentuckys and Alabamas come in um you're definitely going to have to have a little bit 
higher three-point percentage as well as free throw percentage to have a chance in those games. Yeah, I um, and Florida, Florida shot the free, uh, from the free throw line was very very good, um, shooting uh, at a tip of eighty nine point five percent. They were seventeen of nineteen from the free throw line. Um, quite impressive um, from Florida and uh, and Todd Golden's crew. Definitely, but. Anything else about the Florida game? Uh, I wasn't. I didn't have a chance to go to that one. Uh, but Jace, how was the atmosphere at the Florida game? I know the students weren't back yet. Right. Um, it definitely was not um, what we would typically want for an SEC game. But for students not to have been back yet, I felt like it was a pretty decent crowd um, for people to you, to fill in the student section. And there were still a few in standing room, so I would say it's still a pretty decent crowd. Yeah, well, that is uh, that's good to hear. But with, let's move on to a um, a I guess a sore um, or a not as good subject um, with the Georgia game, which was the following Wednesday. Um, I believe, or I guess, assuming that Auburn did not play on Saturday. Um, and I don't think any SEC teams played on Saturday because it was New Year's Eve and there was a lot of uh, college football on, and I'm assuming that the basketball games just didn't want to rival um, with the football games um, on ESPN. No. But the Georgia game was on Wednesday, January 4th, and it did not go as well. Um, Auburn took the trip over to uh, Athens and uh, Stegman Coliseum, and they could not hit a bear in the butt with a bass fiddle. Um, it was an awful, awful shooting night for the Tigers, and they ended up dropping that game 76-64. to um, Janai Broom um, was the one bright spot for Auburn. He had 22 points and 12 rebounds. Um, the only other player in double digits was Alan Flanagan with 11 points. But um, Georgia Georgia played very well. They did. Um, and they shot the ball well. Um, we didn't. Um, and one thing that was just so frustrating about the Georgia game is we just did not get many quality possessions. Um, and when we had a possession, we just we wouldn't take a tough shot or we would force it or we'd turn the ball over and just nobody could – None of our guards could really get going. Wendell couldn't hit a three. We just couldn't ever get that that big shot to really get us going. Yeah, Terry Roberts for Georgia um, was was quite the star. Um, have, he had twenty six points, shot eight of sixteen from the field, and he was the 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 main headliner. Um, the Oquendo, um, I don't know his first name, but. Um, I feel like he's been at Georgia for a while. He's yeah, he's a junior. Um, Cario Oquendo, um, he had 17 points. They were the only two Georgia players in double digits. But but those two guys, they didn't really need anything else. Um, nope. They Georgia played. Um, I'm not even gonna say Georgia played great defense. Georgia Auburn just couldn't shoot the ball, um, which unfortunately seems to be a trend this season um at at home we tend to shoot it 
better. But on the road, the the shooting, other than, I guess, the Washington game was the one uh, positive shooting-wise. But other than that, on the road, Auburn has been awful shooting the ball. Um, so let's hope that that changes um, as we travel to Ole Miss on Tuesday night. Um, and to play a Ole Miss team that's not not very good, um, no. but – well, let's hope that changes. But we we always struggle when we go play at Ole Miss. That is true. Um, that is the the Pavilion is, in my opinion, the nicest um, arena that Auburn uh, plays in in the SEC. Um, so it is a very impressive facility, um, and I, I don't have enough good things to say about the Pavilion, um, but. Let's hope that changes uh, for the better. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Moving on to our third and last game um, that we will discuss, and that was the Arkansas game um, that happened uh, yesterday. We are recording this on Sunday, January 8th. Um, We played Arkansas on Saturday, January 7th, and Auburn got the 72-59 to victory. Um, and it, it was, was, it was an overall very good game, I thought, for Auburn. Um, definitely. It, it is, it is crazy what playing at home can do for a team because the, the jungle was electric. The team just had a lot more energy, a lot more intensity. And we, we pretty much had control the whole game. We never trailed. Um, and we were able to pretty much keep a eight, I felt like a eight to, 12 point lead for the majority of that game yeah and i just i want to apologize to janai broom um because we were wrong janai broom did have his third straight double double with 10 points and 10 rebounds um yesterday so um we i was questioning earlier whether he was whether or not he was averaging a double double in sec play well I would probably pretty confidently say if he is three of three, if he has had double doubles in all three games, then he is probably averaging a double double um, in SEC play. But that uh, another impressive night from Janai Broom, but also um, Wendell Green. Wendell Green stepped up big time um, with going five of eight from the field, had 19 points. And I also thought he did a great job of not turning the ball over. Definitely, um, he had he had five assists, but that was one of the most impressive parts um, I thought for uh, Wendell Green was um, him and how he was taking care of the ball. But the uh, uh, the other player that was in double digits was Alan Flanagan, um, and Alan, I think. You could probably say maybe the the third best player um, on this team. Um, 
now that is up for debate. There are there are others that you could argue. Um, Chris Moore, Jalen Williams, um, KD Johnson, um, Alan Flanagan. But I mean, Alan, he I don't know if he is quite his what is it his freshman or sophomore year self. Yeah. Um, but. He is pretty impressive, um, what we have seen so far this Definitely. year. Definitely, and when Allen is on, I mean, he can really, really, really help us out. I mean, when he when he's on from the three-point line, when he's making smart passes, when he's playing well defensively without fouling, I mean, Allen can really, really, really be a big, big-time big key player for us when he's on. Yeah, Um Two guys that I thought really stood out for um, Arkansas was Anthony Black and Robert Council the fourth, um, and that is, or I'm sorry, Ricky Council the fourth. They uh, they said on the broadcast um, that I don't believe it is a line of Ricky Councils. I believe that the dad. I could be wrong on this, but I believe they said the dad was Ricky Council the first, and then he has two older brothers that are also Ricky Council the second and Ricky Council the third. Okay. So, um, quite an interesting um, dynamic, definitely for that one. But um, I don't care what his name is. He he was pre- he was a talented ball player, and I, let me not mention or let me not fail to mention that. Arkansas was without two of of their more talented players. Um, one I can't think of his name is out for the season, um, and the other one was was just out for uh, just out for this game. But that is I, th- I feel like we caught a uh, the the one Travon Brazil. Um, he had surgery and he is out for the season. Um, and then Nick Smith Jr. was the other one, and he they said he was... Um, Very high recruit. Yes, extremely high, and he will probably be back in a few games, um, according to the broadcast, but um, let's just be thankful that we called Arkansas when, when we did, because if they had those two guys, it might be a different game. Yeah, definitely. Um, another... Just random notable player um, that I see on on Arkansas's roster is Barry Dunning, um, Barry Dunning Jr., um, who is a freshman. And Barry Dunning Jr. is from uh, he is from Mobile, Alabama. Um, quite a ta- a talented high school player um, that um, really impressed me during his time in high school at McGill Tulin, um, but. Just in Arkansas, and Eric Musselman, hate him, love him, feel however you want about him, but he has assembled an incredibly talented roster. He has. And one one key I felt like to this Arkansas game was when Joseph Pinion came into the game for Arkansas, um, he really, really killed Missouri from the three-point line, and that's really what got Arkansas back into that game. Um, against Missouri, Missouri last game, um, but we really, really contained him. Um, we didn't let him get many open looks from three, and I felt like that was really, really helpful in helping us get this win. Was it just me? And it could have been just me, but I feel like Makai Mitchell 
um, number 15 for Arkansas. He looked like he was like 35 years old. Um, <laughs> I mean, that he looked like a grown man. Um, and he, uh, he was, he played pretty well, um, for Arkansas. Yeah. But thankfully, um, uh, Makai Mitchell, um, he was absolutely horrible at shooting free throws. Um, and so were, so were lots of others. Arkansas did not shoot the ball very well from the free throw line and, and that really, really ended up being detrimental to them, especially towards the end of the game. Yeah, they they went um, nineteen of thirty two from the free throw line, um, and that's for a fifty nine point a percentage of fifty nine point four. And like you said, that ended up hurting Arkansas. Um, I mean, because if they would have made five or six or seven more um, and shot at around 80%, then we would have had a very close ball game. Um, but thankfully, we did see Auburn um, have some major improvement from the free throw line as they shot 17 of 22 um, for 77%. So um, it was nice to see Auburn um, have some, um, impre- uh, some improved free throw shooting, but Auburn did get out-rebounded um, 45 to 32 but I think that was kind of to be expected because Arkansas does have um, some really um, impressive bigs. Um, but let's just say that we're glad that we called Arkansas when we did yeah. because, um, like I said earlier, with Nick Smith and uh, Travon Brazil, that could have been a different game. Definitely. But heading into, uh, heading into this week, Auburn's uh, plays – or travels to Oxford um, to take on Ole Miss on Tuesday. The game is at 8 o'clock on ESPNU. And then next Saturday, um, Auburn comes back and hosts Mississippi State at Neville Arena um, for a, for another 7.30 p.m. tip, and that will be on SEC Network. Um, Those are two really, really big games. Um you know, even though one of those are on the road, I feel like those are two games that we really, really need to win because as we go on in SEC play, especially towards the end, our schedule is only going to get tougher. Yeah, I, I agree because I really think that Auburn needs to be at 10 or 11 wins um, by by the 15-game mark. So uh, I would like to start probably 11-4 and four, um, would be, a, would be a, a good start. Because the last three games, that is quite the slate. At yeah. Kentucky, at Alabama, and then hosting Tennessee. I would at least like to. I would at least like to be at worst. I would like us to be at nine and hopefully steal one of those last three and get get to ten. But that you know that's worst case. I I would I would hope that we could be to at least in that nine win mark going into those last three. Yeah, that I feel like that's that's a. The low end of the goal to shoot for, 11 would be kind of the high end um, to shoot for. But Auburn has a very manageable early early part of the SEC schedule. Definitely. Um, and so, I, I will say that I am glad that a couple of these tougher games that we have come in the middle of SEC play against teams that are playing really good ball right now. To, so that hopefully that'll not only maybe that wear off, but maybe we'll start coming on at that point. Yeah, that – 
will be uh, something to watch. But um, what do you think? Um, what are your predictions on how Auburn will do against the Mississippi schools um, this next week? You know, I definitely think. Um, you know, I don't really get too nervous um, about home games as much as I probably should. Um, I I usually feel pretty good about any time we're hosting anybody. Um, there's just something special about Neville Arena, and I mean, 27 straight home wins. I mean, that speaks for itself, I think. So um, I feel like we should definitely take care against Mississippi State. But Ole Miss, this, this week game, I feel like it's a very important game for us to come out and start fast. Um, you know, we're, we've been bad about on the road getting off to a slow start and having to play catch up, and, and that ends up biting us in the butt. So I'm really hoping that the key to Ole Miss, I think, is coming out. Um, getting a fast start and playing good defense. We gave up a lot of easy buckets against Georgia, and so making Ole Miss shoot the ball to beat us. Don't don't give them some easy paths to the goal, but make them make those tough shots. Yeah, I I would agree with that. But um, I think I think Auburn goes two and zero this week. Um, I'm gonna be optimistic, um, which I real I rarely am. Um, but I feel I feel good um, about this week after that Arkansas game, and I'm hoping that we can keep the momentum rolling um, on to um, on the road into Oxford um, on Tuesday night. But I think that will do it um, for this episode of um, Inside the Jungle. As Auburn basketball sits at 12 and three and two and one in SEC play. Um, we are excited um, for the r- remainder of the season and the upcoming uh, part of the SEC schedule. But um, we will t- uh, talk to you next Saturday or Sunday. Um, and until then, War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.